Doctor and his crew land at a holiday camp where they get more than R&R. The base has been taken over by the Macra, who are terrorising the residents. Can the Doctor and his companions stop this threat before it's too late? This is the Macra Terror. Welcome to Regenerated. Generated. I am Matt, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Becky. Oh, it's lovely wife this week, is it? Yep, I'm feeling okay. generous. Charming. And this week we have the Macra Terror. So, uh, no, I didn't see any, any Doctor Who news. Uh, I so actually just thought it was like Macra Terror is like one word, and I was like, what the hell's that? Not two, it's, well, it's three words, the Macra Terror. Well, no, because I went on about the. Right, okay. I know what the means. Well, I don't know. Well, I think you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that, no news to, in Doctor Who this week that I have seen. I'll quickly go through the production details. This one was the 11th of March, 67, to the 1st of April, 67. Four episodes, none in the archives, and this one was directed by John Davies, who, so I can find, doesn't really direct anything else except for this serial in Doctor Who. But this one was written by an Ian Sharp Black who did The Savages and The War Machines. So before we go into the Macra Terror, I've decided I think that these podcasts are getting a bit too like really plot heavy. I think Becky agrees it's very plot heavy. So this week I haven't really got any many notes. Regimented was yeah. what I said. And I think me waffling on for... 40 minutes about near enough every and point of the plot get a word in is, it's not really the way I want to sort of continue with the podcast I think it should really be more of a conversational piece you do realize a conversation is a two-way thing yes I know you know not just you well yes but sometimes though Becky it gets you to the ramble point where you ramble as well and I we, do not ramble we have to then sort of keep going back to I do not plots, ramble at all anyway you just basically so, go off on one and post, you struggle uh, to get a word in so post post valentine's day becky so did you enjoy valentine's day well you very, gave me very, my uh, present nearly two weeks early yes because it's you forgot a good present. to get me a card that actually said wife on it well, yeah, but it's not about that. It's about the one you love, not, yeah, not the title. Yeah, but you said that you didn't see what it said, so it's a good job it didn't say husband, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, Then, oh yeah, and then I had to pick my own flowers. Well. Because he wouldn't minute, go in the yeah. shop. Well, with the minute with COVID restrictions, I don't want to be 
having you go into the shop and then coming back and then me going in the shop as well. So it's a little bit difficult. But uh, yeah, it is what it the is. Who's had COVID vaccine here? Well, mm. not me till next week, but you know, well, you already have. Well, yes, I've had my first COVID vaccine, but it still doesn't <laughs> stop. Doesn't stop it. No, so. but at the end of the day, you were like, "Oh well, I'll take your shop and I'll go shopping for you if you want. I'd rather go in than you." Yeah, then you end up making me go in. Anyway, so yeah. and then we'll go in yourself. It was because you like shopping and I don't. I don't like going into the supermarket. Well, no, because you just sort of think, well, you know, if they ain't got this, I'm not going to look for an alternative, to, and I ain't going to look at the, any offers. To the British listeners, and I don't know if it's across the across the world, but when I go into a, a, a supermarket, it's like a supermarket sweep for people in Britain where I'm just literally in there as Apart quick as I possibly can. Apart from the fact of the voiceover from Dale Winnan. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm basically in there as quick as I possibly can then I'm out. I hate doing shopping, so... Yeah, but normally I'd rather do it I'm, on like the that, I'm like that near Christmas when it gets really busy, but when it's not, you know, or when I'm in the city and I'm fed up and I've had enough and my arms hurt and I want to come home, and that's mainly because my arms hurt, nothing else. Mm, yes, um, yes. Yeah, you don't have the pleasures of a buggy to put things on anymore. Um, but, you know, apart from that, I actually enjoy shopping. And I must say, the past two weekends we've been out, you know, I have actually enjoyed having that time to myself because I haven't had no mm. time to myself in yes. the best part of a month. Can be a bit cabin Three children and lockdown. Hey, pleasant. It can be a bit cabin <laughs> feverish, yes, Becky. Yes, and yeah. it's it is slowly getting better in this country. It's cabin so. feverish, you know. You know that's the best hour I spend mm. on my own. Yeah. Although I'm still not telling you how much I spent in B and M at the oh, weekend. I don't really want to know. No, I think you anyway. Don't. <laughs> so if we go back on to the Macra Terror, so this one animated giant crabs. Yep, animated. There are two versions on the uh, DVD, but for um. Although, like keeping it as authentic as I possibly can. I must can. admit, I am really disappointed that he, one of them didn't jump up and start singing Shiny. Wow. Okay. Just in case people don't know where that is, it's from Moana. Giant Crab sings a nice song and like Shiny things. But you could have said Mer- Little Mermaid, Sebastian, Under the Sea. It's the same type of thing. Well, no. Because Sebastian sings under the sea, doesn't sing shiny. Well, yeah, but it's the same, same situation. Premise? No, yeah. it's not. But because Sebastian is more like a sort of rural, you know, personage, more mm. like a governor sort of thing. Whereas, and he likes to follow the rules. Yes, right. The sh- crab in Moana actually just like stealing everyone's stuff and keeps a massive shiny hoard which he kind of sticks to his back mm, yes so i'm saying um the dvd has two versions on it but because i want to keep it as authentic yeah, as i possibly who, can Moana. yeah okay doctor who yeah um because i want to keep it like as authentic as i possibly can with the run i, I actually really chose confused. to watch it in black and white Instead of colour, there is a colour version on well, the DVD. The animated? Yep, there is a colour so version. So you decided but to basically... Why did you decide the black and white one over the colour? Because I want to keep it as authentic as I possibly can. If we were watching this from the 60s, it'd be it black and white. It would have been in black and white. I so, get, I get you know, what you mean. Yeah. It's a nice little feature. They put the colour on there, but I, I like to just 
yeah, watch it for pros- anyway. what's, the, what's the word prosperity is that the word I think I like to watch it in black and white so but well yeah I, I get a... what you're saying because if you you know if it weren't animated and it was live then you know sort of like the original it would have been black and white completely but new watch for me as well I've never seen this I one am I the only one who was slightly confused that there were no individual episodes it was just like one long film well, that's because I put a play all feat, the play all. But there was no title selection. Well, there was. You just you didn't watch them. I mean, in the middle. Yes, there was. There was titles, so you just missed them. You just you just weren't paying attention. That's the trouble. They were. They had the intros because the intro. I highly doubt you're. Tra- you know, the no because I really don't. Remember seeing well, them at I'm all. Well, I'm going to go on to the the, the actual I really titles don't because remember the... basically seeing the title sequences at all. I remember the first one. I probably remember a second one at best, but after that, it was just how many episodes was there? Four. This one's a four episode no, serial. No, I don't remember the other two. Well, there were. Have I take my word for it? They were. So. Uh, this is a complete new watch to me. I haven't and ever I watched the Macro Terror. I didn't hear no thingy either. So you I was going to say, you weren't really paying attention. I was paying a lot of attention, actually. So the um, I'll keep the uh, topics in because I really like them. I'm wondering why they have glowy eyes. Well, yeah. I'll keep the topics well, prob- in. Probably the whole living in underground thing. Because I really like the uh, topic sort of thing that we do every week. And I have got three this time. So... We will go through the first one now because it kind of and, and it's just an overall to let people branch. know I hadn't fallen asleep, so <laughs> you just weren't paying attention. I was paying like attention. Right. I just didn't hear it, and you so, know it's highly unlikely that I'd have basically two absence seizures either conveniently at the time when the you know titles would hit. I don't think so. For people at home, Becky has epilepsy. Oh yeah, I kind of think they can um, gather that when they use the term seizure. So my first first topic is an overall branching one as well, so I'll say it now. The animation is it's it's a two sort of pronged topic here. It's kind of like what did you think of the animation in this one? Because now we're getting into quite a few animations now, so well, we're seeing a quite a few to compare. Polly was a bit flat chested and looked like a dude. Well, we'll get onto Polly as well. Um, you know the other like females and also, in the colony were sort of more women looking. Well there was one there was one animated woman in it that kind of looked more like Polly than what Polly did. But we'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah, and the other and mean. quickly just say the other sort of branching sort of s- subject to the animation is is it now looking a bit too polished? Because obviously it's sixties, um, the wobbly sets, that sort of thing. The mean? animation sort of spruces it up a little bit fills out the world a little bit more which is never not necessarily a bad thing but i kind of like that sort of rawness to doctor who from the, the 60s sort of the still the curtain wall sort of thing yeah and i just think that maybe it's a little bit too polished like not been funny well, like you when you exactly, actually you can't you know i can get where i'm coming from because obviously in the normal ones that you know are in the archives you know, you've got like the black and white bit. You've got, um, you know the all the scenery's the same and things like that. But I don't think that you could draw like a wall of a TARDIS as like a printed curtain 
like they had in the William Hartnell days. Mm. I don't think they could actually animate that to look that way yeah, because it would look proper dodgy. My, my, my example about being polished is the actual macro itself. Big giant crab. You know, back in the 60s, cool. this would be a really, really sort of dodgy looking sort Scary. of foam type crab oh, yeah. thing. It would be that. Giant paper but mache! Because of the animation, it is basically a giant crab. They've actually animated a giant crab and it just yeah, looks a bit too polished for me. But I, I can understand why they're doing in it. In English, you miss the giant paper mache. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, so, I know what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, this is, don't get me wrong, the animation... I thought sort it was really of like good. Cybermen in the rubber suit. The animation is probably this is probably the is it better than the moon base? It, it does look. I think it does look better. I think it is really good, and I expect the next serial, which is the faceless ones, um, to be the same because I think they come out kind of like the same time. I think it's the same studio, so I kind of expect them both to be the same type of animation. Like to say, this one, I just, I just think it looks a little bit too polished. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but I did think it would look really, really. It was good. the The animation was really good. That's that's the thing. Um, so the Macro Terror, if we just like sort of go through like a sort of synopsis, basically we in the last episode, uh, which was the Moon Base, they sort of looked at this uh, time scanner. Was it what they call it the time scanner, where it kind of gave them a preview of the future, which was a big, massive claw. Which obviously we then find out is the macro, and I just don't know. Well, you know, I don't understand why they call it a macro. Well, I don't, I don't know. The macro's because got nothing to do with crab, have it? Really? No, because there's only like you know, it's, it's not mac- even an anagram. Well, because one, you need to be in it for a start. Obviously, the macro is just the name of the crab race. Like Cyberman is the name of the Cyberman. Yeah, but come on, it's not called least... Metal Man, is it? Or no, but... Robot Man. No, but it's Cyber, Cyber at least you know. has something. You know, same when, for Daleks. They don't. You... They don't call them the Pepper Pots. They call them the Daleks. Yeah, so it's but macro as is just I'm their saying, name. If you say Cyber, you expect something sort of computer esque or robotic. You know, so with Cybermen, yeah, there is that. But Tienzo Daleks, uh, sort of. Go from the whole name of the Khaled. Yes. You know, the same thing. But the whole macro thing, it just seems a bit daft. Why don't they just call them giant crabs? Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what they are. So giant crabs and people. You know, I was like, if we came from, if these people on this colony were descended from Earth, mm. then surely they should know what a flaming crab is. Well, yes. So. Let's say they, we like they, them. We get them from the seaside and so we eat them dressed we get, and yummy. Yeah, we get the sort of throwback to the time scanner and the animation. And the first point I want to make is from from point like A from the moon base end sequence to point B, the start of the macro terror, Polly's had a haircut. Yeah, she looks like a dude. She's got shorter hair now. Yeah, I think How one, did that happen? Did the TARDIS give her a nice, a nice trim? In in the in the like dematerialization, I don't know. it's really weird. It's I never explained. Really don't know. And I was looking at that, and I thought, have they but made I a do know one thing. have they made a mistake with the During animation? During lockdown last year, we had a really big cock up with something. We had no chroma crab. Well, I know. Yes, love a crab. So yeah, I was like, I I wondered if they'd actually messed the it's animation. Quite, it's kind of it's kind of bad when you're watching it, looking at them giant crabs, and you're thinking, mm. I wonder how nice they'd taste. Mm. <laughs> yes, well. 
you're more prone to oh crab yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, you know me. I'm one of these people who drive past a cow in a field and think, oh, that'd look like a nice bit of sirloin. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, so Polly I has could never be a veggie. So Polly has short hair. I thought is she this looks like I do. is this a problem with the animation? Have they messed up here, or has something happened? Obviously, something's happened because to be honest, I have seen the surviving footage, and she does have short hair. When she so, first came out of TARDIS for a second, I had to kind of double take because I thought she was Ben. Yeah. Also, new intro sequence, but he says she didn't see it uh, for the two episodes. It was there, but. The, the title sequence now is different. They've now... So it took them a few episodes, serials, to get into a new title sequence. But really, you think they should have done this at the very beginning of Patrick Troughton's era. But now it features the face of Patrick Troughton and also a different uh, Doctor Who font now as well. It's not that sort of uh, sort of reverse-looking Doctor Who. It's not that anymore. It's kind of like a cleaner-looking font for Doctor Who. And it's I'm just still... curious to see what it's going to be like when it gets to the 80s ones, because that'll be awesome. Well, they do, yeah, well, there's a lot of, like, uh, special effects and sort of stuff that go into it. So, mm. also... Sort of, found, like, also, do- dodgy special effects Also, the, 80s, yeah. the, the TARDIS lands on this, uh, like, um, is it Earth? Are, we talking, is it for, are Earth? we talking Star Wars sort of start, start kind of. special effects, or are we talking? Well, no, they're, they're budgeted Flash special Gordon. effects. <laughs> Probably Flash Gordon. But yeah, um, is this is this colony? In, is it in Earth? I'm guessing it's Earth. They don't. No. Well, where is it? Because basically, if you actually listen, he actually the doctor said that it was like Earth, but when he spoke to the pilot. He turned around and said that they were descended from Earth. Right, so they're basically left Earth and colonised somewhere else. Pretty much. So, the TARDIS loves to land on cliff faces. Yeah. I found that out in this one as well. It's like the the, the sixth or seventh cliff face. It's, it's landed like. And have they ever again. heard of, you know, coastal erosion? And also. Coastal now, erosion is a very big problem. And at not one point does any of that come land on the TARDIS and they think, oh my God, the back of the TARDIS has been buried by a massive load of sand dunes mm, yeah. or fallen cliffs or someone's house has fallen off a cliff. Yeah, and also you can see now well, as well... Well, that's what happened right um, there anyway. You can see now throughout the serial with Jamie, they now start to write for Jamie. He was a bit of a last minute addition to the crew so they didn't really write him they kind of writ him out in the moon base they kind and of I put thought him... it was called a Highland Fling um, Jig not a Highland Fling well <laughs> yes Jamie's dancing episode 4 we will get well, onto we that as well we can't really call that dancing that was hopping well yeah but it's the Highland Jig Anyway, he's they're now starting to write for Jamie. He's more he's getting really, really um, sort of any, wise. Any you know, it's not that hard to do a Highland jig. Well maybe we can film it and put it on Twitter. No, we oh. are not filming it and put it on Twitter because I don't dance in front of anyone. Okay. So Jamie's now yeah, even you. Jamie's now fleshing out into the companion role. And he's also he's also in my in my opinion now moved up to head companion. Which is you notice that Ben and Polly they kind of take a bit of a back seat in this one to Jamie. Jamie's really smart. He's sort of really sort of wary as well. He comes out of the TARDIS with a stick. 
which I thought was really funny because later <laughs> on, later on, ben, ben sort of has a sort of go at yeah, him saying, what are you going to hit with that? And he sort of has a jovial moment with yeah, him. And then I later on, you, Ben actually uses a stick to, to hit, the, to hit the macro. When, when we um, were doing it, when we were watching it, and they basically, I said, when you come out with a stick, I was like, well, if, when they'd seen the claw thing on the thing, I was like, well, if I've got a claw that big, it'd snap it in two. So what's the point? But then it wasn't a stick that he actually hit it with. It was a plank of wood. But throughout, throughout the whole series, It was a plank of wood. Yeah, well, it's still a stick. It's still wood, isn't it? Well, no, it's thicker than a stick. Oh, okay. Well... A stick is sort of like the size of a sapling. So... You know, plank of wood, a lot bigger. So throughout the serial... Through like half a tree. Jamie definitely sort of stepped up in my mind here. He definitely went off on his own. He did a lot of things on his own in this one. And they made him out to be a very... Um, What's the word? He's sort of more of a, a very able-bodied companion. He can hold his own with the Doctor. And we have been saying this, or how I have said this, that he does actually become like the Doctor's number number one. And this well, is kind no, of shows it. Two, it. Well, the do, Doctor's... Well, who's the, the Doctor's number look, one, then? It would be... Well, no, because it depends on how you look at it. Because with Star Trek, he calls Riker... Number one. Number one. But in... Austin Powers, he calls his other one number two. So. Well, well, who knows? Um, but yeah, Jamie's kind of number two's only got one eye. Jamie's quite quite clever in this one. He's quite smart. He's yeah, he he's kind of because surely you think of yourself as number. He's one. He's kind of stepped up in this one, I think, very well. So, look, so the synopsis of this type of thing is that they land, they go into this like colony, which Although is a I bit don't like. Understand when he tries to put that beaker in his jacket. And I'm like, if that was, if you'd actually put that in a jacket, it would stick out so far like that, you know, it would stick out like out here because of how wide the bottom of the beaker is. You know, it'd stick out at least about six inches. And not only that, one, you can't pat it because it would smash. So you couldn't like hide it well enough then. And not only that, it had a lemon liquid in it. It would have spilt. Yeah, so the synopsis basically. It's a quick, just not feasible. Quick overview of the plot here is that they land, they go into this colony that's a, a little bit of like a holiday camp where holiday they're offered camp. like so massages it... and pedicures and that sort of thing. A bit pedicures, of R and R. Pedicures, pedicures. It's a the pedicure. Same thing. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I never a had one. Pedicure just sounds like a really bad version of a dog groomer. Well, yeah. So. They are... Although it sounds like a really bad version of their colony. is a bad version of Heidi High, but there you well, go. Well, yeah, it's a little bit like that. Sort of, I did think about that. They had this really bad, like, uh, like cheerleader-type brass band-type thing as well, which was quite they funny. bayonet twirlers. Yeah, basically. And then episode four, they get ridiculous with their little, like, sort of chant and have to... Or bat on twirlers. Yeah, the bat on twirlers. Bayonet? What the hell am I on bayonet? So, bayonet. Bayonet's a gun. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, it's the You're knife on the gun. I should know. I used to do it. So it was one for of the, it was one of those things you the had first, to do. In the first the first episode, uh, the ben, ben, Polly, and Jamie are sort of swept away to have like some R and R and some sleep. So they're taken out that first episode where the doctor sort of picks up the role here. There is a guy called Medoc who they don't 
he's saying he, he's sort of seeing things uh, at night as this sort of creatures are coming into the colony and he's sort of seeing them. They're not believing him. They're putting him in like a psychiatric hospital for like correction and sort of stuff like that. And the doctor sort of kind of believes him. He goes to help him. And then we see the Macra for the, like, the first time. So it's kind of the way they reveal it is quite good. You sort of see the two like glowing eyes, don't you? And then it sort of comes into focus. So the whole plot then is that there are these crab like creatures who are running the colony using sort of brainwashing to influence the workers of the colony to pump gas into their sort of lair. Should we call it there? They call it the control room, don't they? And basically that's about it, isn't it? That's kind of that is the gist of what they're what are they doing? What is the macro's point? I really don't know. You know, the the macro's sort of purpose isn't really sort of I don't think it's established, is it? The synopsis on uh, Doctor Who's fandom wiki page says the colony inhabitants have been brainwashed by giant crab-like creatures, the Macra, insidious propaganda broadcast by the controller, which is actually the Macra's head crab. I just wonder how he managed to sound so, you know, proper. Well, that's it. And it says, forces the humans to mine a gas that is essentially for the Macra to survive, but fatal to them. And that's kind of it. And then the funny thing is... So it in says, English, well, what it yeah, is, is they're basically like a parasite living off the humans because the pure and simple fact they need something from the humans because obviously they can't mine for themselves so they need the humans to do it for them. Yeah. Uh, ben, uh, ben becomes brainwashed as well so he sort of becomes a little bit of a villain in this as well. Again, Ben Watch, for people who know... Ben's not so annoying in this one, you know. He has to, he has to be brainwashed. He has to become the villain, you know, to serve the sort of purpose. But in the end, he does kind of redeem himself by breaking the brainwashing, and then becomes a companion again. So he's all right in this one. He's not too bad. But I said earlier on about like um, the cliffhanger from episode one. That brings me into my next topic, which yeah. is: Do the cliffhangers serve as a good hook? So they obviously do these cliffhangers to get people to watch the next episode, to be, yeah. you know, invested in the next one. We had obviously three, which was, you know, we get the reveal of the macra in the very first episode. Then there's the sort of macra. They uh, take the controller away. Yeah. Isn't that what they do? Where they look at the screen, there's an old guy on the screen. They try to make out that the ancient guy is was the controller. Was the controller, but then he's like, well, being threatened by the same guy voice, and yet his voice isn't the same. Yeah, and he's sort of taken away, and the camera sort of falls over, and that's kind of it. You sort of see the shadow. Yeah, you sort of see the shadow of the macro, and that's kind of it. And then the third one is that Jamie's being enclosed by the macro. Because in the third episode, I think it is, Jamie and Polly end up having to go to work and mine some gas. Jamie then escapes, and then the very end is where the uh, macro are then sort of enclosing in him. So, that being said, would they sort of make you want to watch the next episode, Becky? I think, like, the reveal of the macro in the first episode, would that make you want to sort of if really I, want if, to see if, the next if, one really probably, quickly? if I was watching it sort of back, when it was on TV. Yes. And having to wait a week, then it would probably annoy me. But I think 
you know, the problem is with these days, like I say, we don't have that luxury, you know, well, we have more luxuries than back then because you didn't do have to wait a week for another episode these days because with Doctor Who, you have, you know, they're normally sort of like episodes that are standalone. You don't have like a serial or well, anything like that. It's sort of like a standalone episode and then the next week is different story and and with many seasons as you well know you know they get put on netflix quite a lot of the time and you can watch them all in one go the thing is that let's say nowadays it's binge worthy tv so they do do the cliffhangers now still to get you to watch the next one and binge it but then you have things like you know on disney disney plus they have like the mandalorian which is episode per week uh one division is episode per week i don't know about mandalorian because i started watching it with you and then you started watching Evite Me. So, same with WandaVision. It's always on there, Becky. You can always go back and watch it. You know. Yeah. But then, you know. Don't so feel like it. And Netflix is more. I know what happens in the end of season two. So, what's the point of going back and watching the other bits? See, so Netflix is more of a, a binge really binge in television, whereas Disney Plus seems to be one per week. So, but yeah, I think the Jamie. I think the Jamie. And WandaVision just well, sucked it all. Well. This is this is Becky's opinion and not mine. I actually really like One Division. I think it's really good. I just so think it was a bit sort of Stepford Wives and anyway. not really keen on that. We'll, whole we'll leave that there, shall we? Because uh, sort of thing. You you might upset a few people saying that One Division's not very good. So no, I, think... I I understand the premise. It just seems that the story is lacking somewhat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Jamie uh, cliffhanger. I think that one would really want you. You'd be like, oh, what's in the next one? Is he going to be Come all right? Come off. If I was basically, you know, sort of like a teenager or something, watching that, you know, he'd have probably been the poster boy for it. You know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Although saying that, it's like I would have probably chosen him over Ben because it's probably, you know, sometimes an accent always throws me. So. Yeah. Also, I think what's especially in Irish. I think what was uh, renowned for the second episode as well is that the Doctor's not—he's not opposed to breaking stuff. He sort of rips them speakers out the wall as well. Well, he didn't rip of, him out. He pried him out of a flathead screwdriver. He, he just doesn't care. He just sort of breaks anything. Although, where the hell did he get a flathead screwdriver? Well, that's it. But he's got pockets in them. You know, he's got like deep, deep pockets. Deep pockets. That's more than I can say for you, then. Wow. Well. Okay. You ain't got deep pockets. You're as tight as a duck's ass. Oh, so this <laughs> this come this come to a man that has literally got hardly any money. So no, that's not really true, <laughs> is it? Anyway, you lie. So yeah, the macro terror. It's, it's like I say. I think it's a, a nice little contained four episode serial. Mm. I think the animation animation was quite good. You know. Yeah. And I think. It's got going to tie into like the also actually quickly before I go into that the ending as well. I'll, I'll quickly say about this, but the ending is like there was kind of like a little bit the comedy. I think it's back in this one as well. The comedy is there a little bit more than what they say there was in the Moon Base. That's more of a serious sort of Doctor. This mm. one a bit more com- comedic. The ending was a bit more comedic as well, like where the Doctor sort of sitting on the floor with a sort of. Uh, bat and twirl his hat on and then i think it's ben comes over or is it jamie i can't remember if it's jamie or ben now but they go over to him and say look we better get out of here because they want to make you the new sort of pilot 
of yeah. this colony, and then that's it. I you kind of dreamy, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it kind of zooms up to the the windows, flips the perspective to the outside of the windows, and then zooms out, and that's the end. And then so you there's see no. The TARDIS. Yeah, is this the first time that we haven't had like an ending in the TARDIS for a while? I think it is, and there's no real like. You kind of did. You kind of. There's, didn't. but then this is what I'm saying about cliffhangers. There's no sort of wet your appetite for the faceless ones, which would be is the next one. Whereas you know you had the time scanner and the moon base, you kind of had a cliffhanger. Want to watch the next one? Well, it's a little yeah, bit, of, little bit of a change. It's sort of it's so now it's kind of becoming Troughton's show now. They've changed the title sequence. They're changing different little bits of it as well. So yeah. it, it's quite interesting. And then we go into um, what you thought of the Macro Terror. What did you think about it? What do you mean? Did you like this one? Is this one a good one? Is yeah, it, it was all right. Yeah. Well, then that brings me to the last topic. I just want to get your opinion, first of all. The topic is, are we now getting into a sort of period where a rubbish episode slash serial is becoming hard to find? We've... No, I don't know. I'll let you know when I see one. Well, that's it, you know. <laughs> Obviously, we're now into a new Doctor. You have had now, I think it's four four episodes, four serials. Power of the Daleks. You had um, Power of the Daleks, the Highlanders, the Underwater Menace, the Moonbase, and the Macro Terror. So it's five serials. Mm. I, can't, I can't fault them. I think they're all really good stories. Yeah. And they yeah. haven't. Uh, Underwater Menace, maybe. I is, think, I think is, they've actually uh, kept them up to par. Yeah, and since the start of Patrick Challenge. The writing is really good. They've really written the Doctor because really a lot well. Of the problem we had with um, Hartnell was it would be a bit dodgy, then up and then down, then up and then down, and then up a bit more, and then down a bit more. And, you um, know, it was, it was sort of. It w- it was never constant, consistent. And um, we're getting towards the end of the serial as well. Uh, obviously, the season, you can't the really, you know. Obviously, with the first Doctor, you've got to expect that because obviously, it's you know that's it's still a learning curve. Yeah. But it's, it's more of by the time they got to pra- um, Patrick Troughton, they probably knew what the views were per week and thought, well, this works or that works, and this doesn't work, and that doesn't work. And we can write more stories about this sort of thing. And we can write more about that sort of thing, you know. And then, you know, so they know a bit what would be better. And what's going to get the ratings in. Mm, Yeah. So we've only got two serials left of the season. So season four will be done. So Faceless Ones and Evil of the Daleks. Uh, Daleks. If I was to really, really struggle, and if someone was to tie me down and sort of say, pick your worst one out of Troughton, it would be probably the Underwater Menace, um, and that would be <laughs> that would be stupid. under very. That was stupid. And and that was uh, uh, that's really trying that, that trying my just, hardest to find a bad one. That was just really, really bad. Yeah, and well, it's not not. I don't think it was really, well, really then, bad. No, it wasn't like bad as in storyline bad. It was just bad in the costumes. Yeah. So. <laughs> It was just laughable. You know, like fish people. You'd expect them to be, you know, fish people, not people dressed up in Chinese sequiny costumes. Also, it's a really weird season. This you've had the Cybermen twice, and now we're going to have the Daleks twice as well. That's really, really interesting how they've yeah. filled it with two, two monsters twice as well. 
So if we go through Mark Campbell's episode guide, we'll keep this in the episode. Uh, this one says, setting an alien menace in a bright, cheerful holiday camp, compete with Maserat and Jingles is a brilliant idea. And the first glimpse of the Macra is chilling, an 8 out of 10. So even sort of Mark Campbell's sort of ratings are quite high as well for these episodes. So that sort of reflects the quality, I well, think, Well, at of least the it weren't a cartoon crab like Sebastian. Well, no. But there's not <laughs> much surviving bad. footage either. There is a little bit of footage of the macro tear, and yeah, it does look like a foam claw, you know, and it is what it is. Foam claws and paper mache. Yeah. So, um... Farty PVA glue. Let's say the next next serial will be the face. Maybe it was a project for one of the close-by schools. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Build a Doctor Who villain. The, the Faceless Ones is next, which is six episodes. I think there is a couple of episodes in the archives. So it'll be, I think it's four animated, two live. But don't quote me on that until I see it next week. I don't know. Again, I never watched that one. I haven't really seen much Patrick Troughton. So these are, some of these are fresh watches for me. So yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. You're a Troughton virgin. Well, yeah, a little bit. And also, Evil of the Daleks, we'll probably say about it now, they are animating that one this year, so it's really difficult to know what to do. Um, we obviously are going to still be probably on Troughton for, for a little while now, so there's a possibility that Evil well, of the Daleks could be animated it, and come out. It, we've only been on, um, you know, Patrick Troughton for over a month. Well, you know? it's five weeks, isn't it? Yeah. And we started this in what March last year. Yeah. So it took like nine, about nine, ten months to get through Hartnell. Yeah. So it is. It, so it, it kind of does, does throw he, up. Does he have more than Hartnell, or does he have less than Hartnell? Because that's what you got to think about. He, Are we going to get to a new doctor before the end of the year? We'll definitely get through to John Pertwee by the end of the year. <laughs> Patrick Troughton had less serials than William Hartnell. Serials. Yeah, serials than William Hartnell. I did say, you know, oh, do we do we cut out the Evil of the Daleks and wait for them to animate it? I, I don't want to stop, you know, and miss out a serial just because I'm waiting for them to animate it. I'd rather just watch the telly yeah, snaps could... and then go back when they, when yeah, they re-release it. The problem with that is if you wait for it to be animated they might not animate it for another three or four years yet well no they are going to animate evil of daleks this year they're going to do yeah, evil of daleks and the bottom of snowman this year. this year well they did say it's going to be out this year they said they'd they said, animate it no this year. they've said it's going to be released this year on yeah, dvd and blu-ray we could easily be waiting till december well that is a potential so, you know it's now february you know it's I don't really want to be sitting around watching no. waiting for well, something to watch. Well, I think I think watch. I think what we'll do is we'll we'll telly snap it, and then we'll go back and rewatch it when it gets yeah like released as a sort of special episode. Bonus. Uh, yeah, bonus episode. So I think that's what we'll do. But yeah, I, I like the Macro Terror. It does have a few sort of corny bits as well, you know, and mm. you know. Ben and Polly do sort of take a bit of a backseat to Jamie in this one. He's sort of now becoming lead companion. She was more whiny and less constructive again. Yeah. And you know how I feel about whiny companions. Mm. Male or female. You know, I'm not sexist about it. At the end of the day, a whiny companion is a whiny companion and they still irritate the life out of me. 
the thing is, there's nothing worse than getting sort of a companion that you don't like. That's the worst thing because then um, you're stuck I with them for a while. I don't mind them. I don't mind female companions. I don't mind male companions. I what I like is at the end of the day. With Doctor Who, you've got to basically be strong-willed to be a companion for the Doctor. And if you're going to act like a complete damsel in distress, going around, shouting, screaming, whining, you know, always oh, after me crap all the time. Sorry, but that grates on me after a few serials. But then these female companions are a sign of the times. It's the 60s. When we get into the 70s... Oh, when we get into the 70s, they'll start writing stronger uh, com- sign of the times. My nanny was a single parent to my mum in the 60s. Yeah, I'm just saying that's how they so, written them. And she, and, used to, and she worked two jobs at the same time while looking after a, a baby. So, in the end of the day, that's not really a sign of a woman like Polly. Well, no, but when we get to the 70s, they will start writing, you know, more... Stronger women. Stronger yeah, well, female I hope, companions. To be honest, I hope you're right. Because, well, we do. We get know, we'll get somebody like Joe Grant coming in it, and uh, Sarah Jane Smith. They are, you know, yeah, stronger though, female companions. Well, yeah, but even with Sarah Jane, you still get that little whininess. But you know, I just can't stand the whole damsel in distress thing. It irritates me to the core. And like I said, you got to be a companion. You got to be there to help out. Not to just basically go, oh, woe well, is me. They're, they're chasing me again. Well, that is it. You know, and like episode two, I think it is, where the Macra actually catches Polly and drags her off. Why couldn't they have written that as being Ben being dragged off and Polly helping Ben? You know, yeah, so I know, I know. it has to be the woman uh, that's, that's in I mean. trouble. What, yeah, but why does it have to be the woman? Well, I'm just the saying. Day, that's the, in this day, you know, in this day. See, I don't, age, I don't agree with it. No, but I'm I just think saying I, I that when they writ that, they sexist. put the woman in. It is a bit sexist because you know why does it always have to be the woman who's a damsel in distress? You know, I know that's what the saying is after. But then saying but, that. At the end of the day, women have you know been fighting for years for equal rights and everything. And women are proved just as strong as men, if not stronger. So, you know, well, yeah, like you said, why couldn't it have been Ben that got captured and Polly get him out of it? You know, and how many times has the Doctor been captured and, you know, female characters have had to get him out of it before? Then That being said, you've got to remember back to the moon base, it was actually Polly's idea to come up with the spray. Yeah, I know. You know, and she came up with the I idea know, to defeat the Cybermen. So thing. it's kind of swings and roundabouts a little bit. Well, yeah, you know? it is. But the thing is, it kind of is disappointing for a woman like me to then think, well, she came up with that idea in the moon base. She was really fo- like quite frontal with her theories and everything in the episodes. And, you know, quite forthright with them and so strong-willed. And then she gets practically kidnapped by a giant crab and starts screaming the place down. That's the trouble when you have different writers. If you had the same writer write the thing for the whole series or maybe season, it's just a bit mis- mis- then she probably would be written a little bit Yeah, but at the end of the day, um, it's funny how it's always basically blokes, though. You know, because one bloke might think, oh, actually, I'm going to write this and do a really good job, you know, but then there's another bloke, you know, and I'm fr- I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, it is probably with the times, and men were more misogynistic back then. But then it's it's also a stereotypical thing because if you think about 
Jamie's character. He's a Scottish, you know, Scottish man. And what do they do in this one? They get him to do a Highland fling. Highland, you know, so they have to sort of get get that in there. Yeah. You know. I get and the fact of always wearing a kilt, but come on, not every Scotsman wears a kilt all well, the time. He does. I think you'll find he wears it throughout the whole sort of tenure of being in Doctor Yeah, but Doctor come on, even actual true Scotsmen don't wear a kilt 24-7, let alone sleep in it. Well, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but I don't, even think, I don't think the actor who plays Jamie is actually Scottish. I think he's playing the accent. So, you know, well, it's that's just... That's a bit wrong, isn't it? It's just a little bit weird that's a bit that's a bit off that but yeah if you want a so, scott get a scott to play him well they would nowadays probably well they did in monica the glen yeah well another little <laughs> doctor who reference there i think well yeah tom baker yes. so let us know what you thought of the macro terror and let me and becky know what you think of this and new we sort of still version. haven't watched it yet i know and let me and Becky know what you think of this Slim new sort of format to the podcast. Is it better? Do you Still like that? Do you like that sort of uh, through point by point of the plot? Or do you like this sort of laid back conversation? I think I quite like it. Obviously, I prefer it. Obviously, yeah. You I, know full well I've been banging on since before Christmas for months about your irritating regimented phase and the fact that you know i don't feel i didn't feel like i could get an opinion in at well, all it's, <laughs> it's it's nice not having to sort of sit there and write like no pages, pages and pages, pages of notes because i do feel See, as now, if and, i miss the and essence you of the, and you must the admit, you criticized me last year when we started this because you were sitting there with your notebook writing pages and pages of notes and I don't write anything. But no pen, like... no yeah, paper. But... It all goes upstairs and is stored for days on end, if need be, till we actually well, do the podcast. I do like and... the plot. I do like a, you know, a, a direction and a plot to the podcast. Yeah, it's good having I a looser feel. Like, but... For an example, my mum was telling me something yesterday about um, Winchester that's on Netflix, right? And she was like, oh, have you seen that? And I was like, I don't think I have. And we then have I was like, yeah, it. we we did when we first, near enough first got Netflix. And she was started going on about it and everything, about how good it was. And I was like, yeah, we're seeing that. And I was still able to talk about it, mm. even though we'd seen it like last year. Yeah, but I like to have things in order. I like to have the plot in order. Yeah, but that's because, you know, your brain's wired a bit different. Well, I just like a little bit of sort of uh, sequence to things. But yeah, it's nice. It's know, nice to have a laid back approach to it. Sequence to things. I like my sequence to things in the airing cupboard, but people keep messing it up. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I do like the laid back nature of it. Like say, I can watch the episodes. I don't have to worry about writing notes. I can take it mm. in more, you know. And I, I think I find I enjoy it more. So well, I think you, me, I'm more sort of loosey goosey. You know, I, I base my, I'm more of a go with the flow sort of person. I don't. You know, I say what pops into my head at the current point. I don't, you know, nothing's rehearsed, you know, even the comedy. Um, you know, no, That's no, why it's so bad then. Oh, shut up. So, no, nothing's rehearsed, nothing's regimented, nothing's written down. It's all off the, off the, you know, on the spot. And I prefer it that way because... I'd rather have a bit more, have a bit of spontaneity in it and be able to hold a decent discussion 
then think, oh, well, we've got to talk about this point. We've got to talk about that point. Oh, what's he going to say next? What are you? Because I don't know what you've written in your book. So, well, you know, it's kind it? of like, well, I I'm only sort of held at what you say and whether I can respond to it. Well, yeah. So, whereas doing it like we have today, that gives me a bit more freedom. Well, like I say, people at home will have to let us know if you like this approach in the social medias, which will be in the description. Uh, We're basically very uh, accessible, I would say. Accessible. Yeah, whatever. Either way. Accessible. (laughs) next week, like I say, is the Faceless Ones, a completely new watch for me and Becky. And... If it's anything like I this d- one. I don't know what you're saying about um, a new watch for me. They're pretty much all a new watch for me. Well, so. I'm just saying that it's a new watch for me as well. So hopefully you know, it's as good as the Macro Terror. Until we like get to a bit of Tom it. Baker's stuff, then uh, some of them won't be a first for me. But well, no, some of them will like, be. But well, that's that's the thing. Like I've bought. Uh, I like to. I like to buy the. Blue, but there the, are like the. Well, who's next? It's Pertwee, isn't it? John Pertwee. Right. Yes. The thing is with John Pertwee is that with some of those, you've put them on when I've, I'm have i about to go to bed. So either I've ca- caught the beginning and then fallen asleep or I've caught the end when I've woken up. And, you know, it's sort of bits hit and miss here and there. So you sort of catch five, ten minutes, wherever. So this is the dilemma, you see, because they're still bringing out the Blu-ray box set collections, and there's another one coming in a couple of weeks as we're recording this, which is John Pertwee, and then that throws up the dilemma, do you keep that box set back for like a year and a half to watch it while we watch it for the podcast? And I don't, I want, if I buy something like that, then I want to watch it. Like, I still haven't watched uh, season 14, which is Tom Baker. I know. And I have kind of tried to keep it back a little bit, but then I think we might as well just sort of watch it in our own time because by the time we get to the podcast, it's going to be a couple of years anyway. Probably three years before we get yeah. to this, you know, that season. So, yeah. you know, by then, we will that will essentially be like near enough a new watch for us because, you know, because of the time. But like I say, you'll have to let us know what you think of the Macro Terror and this new format to the podcast. And we will see you next week for The Faceless Ones. So I will say goodbye and say goodbye, Becky. Bye-bye. Bye.